0: Sold for $20 to the man in the blue suit.
1: Welcome back, rockers. We're at episode 10 of Extra Credit, the Rock You Podcast. I'm your co-host, Seth Hinckley, and I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Matt Black. Hello, podcast land. How are you? So, Matt, before I forget... What are you wearing today? Well, when we did
0: episode eight, which is our interview with Rory Quinn, Rory Heartbreak, I wore my police t-shirt from Ghost in the Machine because Stuart Copeland is my favorite rock drummer. And I have another police t-shirt. This is from their reunion tour. I saw him in uh, Stade de France in 2007. So I'm wearing my second police t-shirt for reasons, which will be not that hard to figure out
1: and you'll see in a few minutes. I'm sporting my Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance t-shirt, which uh, is for the band and not necessarily... Necessarily for the album, but you you'll also see why that is. Good looking uh, T-shirt, by the way.
0: Thank you. No, no that's, Thank you. that's 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 an. I remember that album artwork. The album that's artwork, cool the
1: screaming eagle. Today we're doing what we're going to call hidden gems. These are cuts off of albums from artists you know, but they're songs that you probably don't. Now, we didn't talk about this beforehand, like <laughs> Well, usual. we talked a little bit about it. <laughs> well, we talked a little bit, just enough to get the general idea. And we had some different criteria. I think, Matt, you to- were telling me that you looked at Spotify and uh, some other things?
0: Yeah, I looked, at, I looked at a couple things. I looked at what uh, songs were singles on various albums and okay. how they've done on Spotify, and just in general, what they're reputations are but i might not have gone as deep as you i wasn't going for the really obscure tracks necessarily i was just going for <laughs> calling the uh you know the bridesmaids not the bride the, okay. the songs that didn't get as much acclaim as other songs on the same album we had agreed
1: these would all be by very famous popular artists, artists people yeah. that people that you're going to know Yeah,
0: plenty right. of obscure songs also by obscure artists so we didn't look at those today yeah. yeah yeah
1: so my criteria was if i saw that it was on a greatest hits album it was off my list If it was an artist that wasn't super famous off my list. But I wanted to have cuts that may or may not have been released as a single, ones that didn't get any radio airplay from what I can remember, maybe on some off stations, maybe on a college radio station, because uh, some of these songs that I went through, and you told me on the story song episode that I was a taskmaster. (laughs) You, sir, for this, for me, are a sadist. I I, I, I had over 100 songs at one point And they were all by these massive artists. I mean, I could have done this with Van Halen. I could have done it with Rush. I could have done it with U2. Uh, I could do it with Queen on one album alone. uh, (laughs) And we're going to get to that in the honorable mentions. But um, I was going to say, I think this was your
0: podcast episode idea, Seth, so you should be... Uh... No,
1: I think you came <laughs> Alright, well, we'll see. Anyway, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was really tough for me because when I was a DJ in college, I had a show called Songs Nobody Listens To, and because of the rules that were set out by the station manager, we didn't play anything that any of the radio stations around us was playing, and we were in a weird spot where we could get radio stations from Nashville, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So no top 40, no top rock, nothing that was on the radio we were allowed to play. So I took the artists that I liked and I found the cuts that weren't getting played on the radio and that's what I played. So that's why this list was so hard for me to put together.
0: Easy one for me. I think you might've put more thought into it this time.
1: <laughs> so you're going to go first. No, you're going to go
0: first. I went first on the last episode. Oh, you went, oh, all right. Yeah.
1: Okay, so my number five. Wait. S- what? I no.
0: want to take a minute to uh, predict how many of your songs I'm going to know and how many of my songs you're going to know. I think you're going to know at least four out of my five entries.
1: You're going to know probably two. Okay. No, it's, three.
0: All right. I'm going to see. guess three. Let's see. Let's and see. You're saying four? I think you're going to know at least four. Okay. Go for it. Number
1: five. So my number five is Somewhere Under Heaven by Tom Petty. Don't know it. Okay. And here's the reason and why. And I'm a big Tom Petty fan. Here's the reason why you don't. Okay. So this song was recorded in 1994 during the Wildflowers session, and it was lost for a good number of years. I don't know if they actually lost the master tape or what, but they didn't have their hands on the song for a while. And they finally found it when they were putting together Wildflowers and all the rest that got released in 2020. They released this song as a single, And I think they were intending to put it on Wildflowers and all the rest, but it didn't make it onto the extended version of that album, which was released after Tom Petty's death in 2017. It's got that... Tom Petty Signature Jangle, which I think is just because of that Rickenbacker 12-string that they use. I love the sound of that guitar. Being a drummer, I mean, I, I own two guitars. If I was ever going to buy another guitar, it'd be a Ricky 12-string electric. And,
0: enjoy tuning and changing the strings on that thing.
1: Yeah, but the sound <laughs> is just it's just so awesome.
0: Hire a full-time guitar tech when you, while you're at, yeah, well, I'm at it. <laughs> are, are, you, are you bucking for that, Joe? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't touch one of those things.
1: <laughs> the lyrics are just as good as the tune and it's a poetic description of the love that a father has for his little girl whose name is jenny in the song and that's something that i deeply identify with and i think you do as well i do indeed you need to go look up somewhere under heaven by i can't wait
0: to listen to it i just did actually what am i saying (laughs) what's what's your number five (laughs) well my number five is by my favorite band the police and it's bring on the night from their second album regatta de blanc you don't know this one i don't know that oh you might not make it to well i will see see if you make it to four okay uh well you the reason you don't know it is because it is a popular song and it did get some airplay it was one of the three singles that was released from the album one of them you've probably heard of message in a bottle which has 300 million spotify streams and charted number one in all all kinds of countries the second Mm -hmm. one you've probably heard of walking on the moon also charted in a whole bunch of countries 90 million streams down at 18 million streams is is Bring on the Night. That's a lot of streams. Yeah. Well, not compared to those other two. No, well, yeah. And it only charted in France. It made it to number six in France. Didn't chart in the UK. Wasn't actually released in the UK as a single. Only in the US. Didn't chart there. I love the song. I've always loved the song. I love to listen to it. I love to play it. It's kind of dark. Uh, Sting has identified it as being about the frame of mind of a famous murderer. uh, At least famous in the UK. I don't know who he is, but his name is Gary Gilmore. Dark thoughts. But (laughs) what's really cool about this is I don't know how many people know Sting was in a jazz band in Newcastle called Last Exit, and he actually wrote a lot of material that showed up later in police songs. And it's hard to find this stuff, but there is a YouTube video, which I will put in the the link to in the show notes. It's about an hour and a half long. The audio quality is very poor, but a whole bunch of recorded tracks by Last Exit. And you can hear this song with different lyrics, some of the same lyrics, but some different lyrics. You can hear this song by a different title. It's called Ocarian Prince, something, something, something. It's played as a jazz funk tune, and you hear in the later version in Bring on the Night what magic the police created by putting Sting, Stuart Copeland, and Andy Summers together. Yeah. Because Andy Summers was a classically trained guitarist, and he plays this beautiful classical arpeggio, and Stuart Copeland brings his unique rhythmic sensibility to the song, totally transform it from a, a, you know, a kind of cool small-town jazz song to what I consider a masterpiece.
1: Cool. Coming in at the four spot for me is Bridge Burning by the Foo Fighters. Don't know know this one either. You don't know that one. I might not make it to two. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) No, you might get to two. All right. Okay, so this song leads off the album Wasting Light from 2011. It starts out with this detuned guitar riff that almost just sounds like noise, and then it rolls into the tuned-in part of the song. Dave Grohl's energy, his powerful vocals, and Taylor Hawkins' frenetic drumming is really what makes this song. While it's not as popular as, say, Everlong or The Pretender, it's just as good. I actually think it's better. It's better than a lot of other Foo Fighters songs like Learning to Fly and Monkey Ranch in my opinion. I'm sure other people's opinions will will differ. Your mileage may vary, but Bridge Burning by Foo Fighters, it's a really, really good track of theirs. I'm surprised that they didn't use that as one of the singles. I mean, the track after it, Rope, is a really good track as well. Whoever the guy was that was choosing the singles off that one, they missed one with Bridge Burning. Ready for my
0: number four? I'm ready. You definitely know this one. Okay, It's In a Little While by You 2 which yes. is my favorite U2 song It's really fun to play uh, It's got some personal significance to me Which I'll explain in a second But it's off the album All That You Can't Leave Behind Which had Beautiful record. Day 377 million streams And Elevation 50 million streams yep. And Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of With 85 million streams And Walk On With 32 million streams All charted Some of them won Emmys In a little Emmys? while Or Grammys. Grammys, sorry. Did I say Emmys? I wrote Emmys. I meant Grammys. Were were they
1: in a movie? No, they were Grammys.
0: No, that was a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Movies TV Ah. (laughs) shows. Some of them them won Grammys, and uh, in a little while, just has a meager 23 million streams on Spotify, and didn't chart, as far as I know, didn't win any awards. I don't think it was released as a single. I may not have been. What I like about it, first of all, I just think it's a beautiful song. It's got an interesting little, it's a footnote in rock history, because legend has it that it was the last song that Joey Ramone listened to before he died, Oh wow! and then he said, oh, that's so beautiful, and U2 now regularly performs it on tour as a tribute to Joey Ramone. It's got a little bit of a personal significance to me, because when I was playing only acoustic guitar and never really saw the use for an electric guitar, I was trying to learn that song, and it just sounded terrible. And I used to sometimes hang out at guitar shops and play the guitars. And one day I sat down with an, a, an electric guitar plugged into an amp and I started playing. I was like, oh, that's, that's why right. you need an electric guitar. <laughs> and that started me on a diff- very different journey in my life. So in a little while
1: by YouTube. two. So in the three spot for me, and this is technically it's two songs, but because on the, the latest release of this 1984 album, there is a live cut that puts both of these songs together. And they are dovetailed. If you start one, you got to listen all the way through the second one. It's Heavy Duty and Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest. Did you know that? There's one? your shirt. Nope, don't know that one. Okay, it's At least on, not by not by name. It's Membe on. It's on the album "Defenders of the Faith." Now I could have gone with their cover of "Johnny B. Good," which is so stinking good. Ooh. It is amazing.
0: I'm teaching that song today. I got. I better listen to that cover.
1: But. I wanted to keep covers off my list okay so like I said this is a situation where you must listen to these two songs together in fact they're dovetailed so well together I think they recorded it together and just put it as two split tracks on the CD in 84 I guess it was the The album and cassette (laughs) this is the only rock metal song that I know of that's a march it's it's at about 77 beats per minute Which is obviously really slow for a rock
0: song. Sunday Bloody Sunday.
1: But that's what keeps the crowd in time and singing along with Rob Halford's signature vocal. It's an anthem. It's like if you had a rock army that needed to march somewhere, this is the song you want to play. I turn (laughs) the knob all the way to the right every time it comes on. Sunday Bloody Sunday is a march, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. about that one? It is. Yeah. All right. So...
0: Your number my number three. three. My number three. This is one you might not know, but you, you might. Uh, it's Northern Star by Hole. And you I don't mentioned North. I mentioned Celebrity Skin by Hole in our very first episode. One of my all killer no filler albums. Right? I really could have picked anything. Almost from this album, because you have the title track Celebrity Skin coming in at 105 million streams Mm -hmm. and you have the great song Malibu coming in at 45 million streams. Malibu is my favorite song off that record. I love that. I love that song. I really like that song. But I like all of them. I like all of them and I just picked Northern Star after listening to the whole album through and I was like, yeah, I think this is my, my favorite that's not one of those two. And I didn't know actually when I picked it, but it happens to be one of the only two songs on the album that Courtney Hole had nothing to do with. It was actually written by their lead guitarist, Eric Erlinson which I didn't know until I did this research. But I love the song Northern Star. It's got all the things I like. Minor key, unsympathetic narrator, all kinds of Uh, things. Does it have a monkey? Uh, No, no monkeys, no no llamas,
1: as far as I know. All right. (laughs) Well, I I might. There's a forest in it, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The unmentioned monkey. So my number two is a song called Inside by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket is a band that if you were around in the mid-90s, you heard of because they had a bunch of hit songs on the radio. Inside is a deep cut that you didn't hear unless you bought the album and listened to it all the way through. The lyrics to this song could be a prayer. It's such a well-written song. And the way that it goes from regular tempo to halftime and back again is almost genius. It's seamless. The tuning of the guitars gives you that mid 90s alt rock feel. It's kind of in between rock and grunge. I don't know if they've tuned it, I don't think it's drop D. But the sound of the guitar is very mid-90s. And it's a fun song to play. It's one of the songs that I kind of wish the guys in my band would want to do. I don't (laughs) think that they would. I can listen to this one over and over and over and over again, and it never gets old. To me, that's the true test of a really, really good song.
0: I don't know if I know it, not by that title, but since you add these music clips later, in post, as we call it,
1: yeah, I'll have to you. listen to the finished <laughs> podcast
0: to, to, to know if I know it. But so far, I think I've known none of yours. Okay. And you know, you've none, known one of mine. One. But you're definitely going go to know the next one. All right. There's no way you're not going to know this one. It's actually a twofer. The album is the debut album by Dire Straits, titled... Dire Straits. Right. And everybody knows Sultan's a Swing, which has a mere 760 million streams on Spotify. Just small number. Yeah, a small number. The first two songs on the album are is it the first two? It might, be, it might be second and third, are Down to the Waterline and Water of Love. And these are both awesome, beautiful, classic Dire Straits songs, but they only have about 25 to 30 million streams. I don't think anyone knows them who didn't Live in the album era when you actually had to right. buy a cassette or CD or borrow a friend's and tape it to listen to the songs you wanted. So it was a pain if you just wanted to hear songs of swing. You could do it, but you'd have to make a mixtape, and that's a lot of work. And or tape it off the radio, which, which and was and tough. these and these wouldn't have been on the radio. These two, so right, the swing yeah, would have been on the radio. Have, yeah. So down to the waterline and water of love. Listen to them back to back. I think it's down to the waterline first, water of love second. Okay. On the album Dire Straits, you know those i don't whoa i got all right you that, got uh, me I, I didn't mean to you got me on that one no
1: i'm gonna have to go back and listen to yeah. this my number one song can y'all guess who the band is you probably can uh, I'm it's, guess rush. it's rush yeah yeah <laughs> witch hunt off of moving pictures this has been my favorite rush song for almost ever it's up there with a couple of others but it's always been one of my favorites the album cut, now there's a bunch of live cuts that are great to listen to, but the album cut is almost out of a horror movie. It's like the scene where the villagers are after the monster. The percussion and the synthesizers at the beginning give way to Alex's dirty guitar and Getty's eerily calm voice. And Neil's constant quarter notes on the cowbell, they sound like the clanging chime of a dude. Yeah, it's great stuff. The lyrics, uh, written by Neil Peart, are an allegorical picture of a group of people who are letting fear rule their actions and cause them to, as I think the lyrics are, to bleed and burn and kill. It's a commentary. Yeah, very cheerful song. It's a commentary on the leadership in our communities, and it's just as applicable today as it was when it came out in 1981 on the masterpiece, Moving Pictures. So if you're not familiar with Witch Hunt, go pull that one up and listen to it.
0: Well, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I don't remember it, and I don't recognize the title, but I guarantee you if it was on Moving Pictures, I've heard, heard it many, heard many, it. many times before. Because yeah. I used to listen to that on loop. Uh, I had it on, on, on vinyl. I mean, yeah. before before I think I even owned a cassette player, I was, I was listening to that album. All right, time for my number one. Time for Matt's number one. Here I we think go. you're going to know this one. I'm not sure. I picked this one, not exactly at random, but I was, <laughs> I was certain of the artist I wanted. I just wasn't certain of the song, so I had spent ah, a little time thinking. So okay. I've mentioned before that I'm a big Billy Joel fan, that I listened yep. to a lot of Billy Joel when I was younger. I don't listen to as much now, only when I'm feeling nostalgic or... <laughs> particularly calm. And, but I looked in just to check out his Spotify performance. And he's got literally dozens of songs with nine figure streams. So hundreds of millions of streams. Yeah. He's got so many great songs that have only eight figures or seven <laughs> figures. And, you know, that, that still seems like a lot. I guess the guy's doing all right, but um, Not too in the shatty. Spotify era. But there's so many great songs, and I, you know, just a few that, that don't get nearly enough appreciation. Everybody Loves You Now, Sometimes a Fantasy, She's Got a Way, Ballad of Billy the Kid, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, I've Loved These Days. These are all underappreciated classics, and the one I chose to represent all of these and really, st- you know, speak for all of them was Summer Highland Falls. And that is, know that one. Okay, uh, wow. All right. Well, I chose that one because it's my daughter's favorite Billy Joel song. Oh. Uh, it's one of mine, certainly, but it's hers. And so it's so got I start, some... I started with a daughter song and you're ending with yeah. one. It's early Billy Joel. It's mostly piano. I mean, there's other stuff yeah. going on, but it's mostly piano and voice. But he really shows a, a pretty amazing lyrical gift in this, which, you know, he hid a lot behind some attitude and some later on some noise. Uh, One of the great lines from it is, and I believe there is a time for meditation in cathedrals of our own, which is just a great, great line, especially when you see how it fits in the meter of the song. So Summer Highland Falls by Billy Joel. I've actually forgotten which album it's on, but I think it's, oh, it's on Piano
1: Man. For honorable mentions, I'm going to read these off as fast as I possibly can, because I've got so stinking many of them. I could have done this with just the first four albums from Van Halen and been over my number. I'm the one, feel your love tonight, ice cream man, Spanish fly, women in love, beautiful girls, take your whiskey home, could this be magic, dirty movie, center swing, hear about it later, push comes to shove, so this is love, Sunday afternoon in the park, one foot out the door.
0: Sold for $20 to the man in the blue suit. (laughs) That's just the first four albums. I think Ice Cream Man might be a cover.
1: I think it's it, it, might, it, it might be, It yeah. might be. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, still. <laughs> it's one of your honorable mentions but of, out still, of 20 It's honorable mentions. So. <laughs> all right. I could have done this just on four albums from Rush and been way over. <laughs> this is Permanent Waves to Grace Under Pressure. Jacob's Ladder, Entre New, The Camera Eye, Vital Signs, The Analog Kid, Chemistry, Digital Man, The Weapon, Losing It, Countdown, After Image, Between the Wheels. Great list. Uh, you too. Only up to The Unforgettable Fire, not doing anything <laughs> after that. Ancat doob, Oh, I'm hoping I'm saying that right because it's in Irish. Uh, into the Heart, Out of Control, The Electric Co., Like a Song, Drowning Man, Two hearts, Speed is One, 11 O'Clock, Tick Tock, Party Girl, 40, A sort of Homecoming, Wire, The Unforgettable Fire, and Bad. I could have done it with Queen on one album. Now, this is going back to our first episode, but it's the game. Play the game, Dragon Attack, Need Your Loving Tonight, Rocket, Prime Jive, Don't Try Suicide, Sail Away, Sweet Sister, Coming Soon, and Save Me. And then there's the huge list that I thought needed to get on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. Play guitar, John Cooper. (laughs) Yeah, he's seeing the list. He's like, damn, Seth, you got what? (laughs) Play Guitar, John John Cougar, Mellencamp. Devils and Dust, Bruce Springsteen. Heard it on the X, ZZ Top, Waterfront, Simple Minds. Skinny Sweaty Man by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Belong by R.E.M. Take the Power Back, Rage Against the Machine. In the Sun, Peter Gabriel. Minus Human, Metallica. This Is the Life by Living Color. Light of Day by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Flamethrower by the Jake Isles Band. Allies by Heart, If Dirt Were Dollars by Don Henley, Billy's Got a Gun, Def Leppard, E. Dave Matthews, Long Gone, Brian Adams, Still by Alanis Morissette, Jailbreak by ACDC, and Cannonball by Supertramp. Good gracious. I did a lot of song listening to wow. for this
0: episode. I got three. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I already mentioned Miss Sweeney in our Funny Songs episode. I think it's Weezer's best song. No one's ever heard of it. It's a great song. It is. Um, I'll give you another twofer. Okay. Uh, everyone knows Don't Stop Believin', which is the first yes. track on Escape by Journey. Great album. The second two tracks don't get nearly enough appreciation, and that's Stone in Love and Who's Crying Now. Those are amazing songs. The rest, Every bit is
1: good. The rest of that album is really good, too. Not all of it, but some well, <laughs> I like mostly, a lot of it. But, yeah. not,
0: but those are the two that I think really stand out. And finally, I mentioned uh, the two tracks by Dire Straits as my number two. Tunnel of Love is also a great Dire Straits song. It's not as obscure as those two, but it's got everything that Sultan's a Swing and Romeo and Juliet have. And it, and it's like, I think it's like eight minutes long. and it's, it's a really amazing song with some of his best guitar work.
1: Is that the same Tunnel of Love by Bruce Springsteen? Did Bruce cover that? Not that I know of. Okay. We'll have to look into that in take two. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, and Saturday, 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 and Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Matt, tell them what's happening. That's right, Seth. We're
0: back after two years of highly abbreviated programming. We are back to the full Rock You En Seine Music Festival at La Javel, all day Saturday, June 18th, all day Sunday, June 19th, and all evening Tuesday, June 21st, Fête de la Musique. Every single Rock You band on stage. That's kids bands, teen bands, adult bands, and even the instructors. Everyone's gonna play Come on out To La Javel At their new location Near Bercy
1: Okay rockers So we're back And we're gonna do A short segment On Length of songs and albums, Matt's gonna drop some knowledge on you about that stuff, so
0: <laughs> okay, so here we go. So you probably have noticed that most rock songs are about the same length. and for the past fifty, seventy years, the average length of a typical rock song is about three and a half minutes. Some are shorter, some are longer, but most are around that length, somewhere between three and four minutes. And they are also getting shorter now, you may have noticed. so I'm going to talk a bit about why all this is true. Uh, first of all, Everyone knows music is an art form, but you got to remember it's also a business, and there's a lot of science and technology behind it. And the reason why a typical rock song is about three and a half minutes long, it's pretty simple. The first form that rock music was regularly sold as recordings was on a 78 RPM single, which means the turntable spun 78 times in a minute. That was about the longest you could fit on one side of a 78. It was about three and a half minutes. So people wrote songs that would fit on one side of a 78 because it didn't make sense to try to sell somebody uh, something they had to flip over in the middle. No one would buy that. Technology improved with LPs and 45s, and LPs played at 33 RPM. 33 and a third. 33 and a third, you're absolutely right. But the form was kind of fixed, and people tend to write things that sounded like what they listened to and what they liked. So that became the formula for a rock song. Today it's changing. Music is getting shorter, and the average length of a song released now is under three minutes. I think, or it's just—it's about to hit. It's about to cross the three-minute mark. It's getting consistently shorter. Once again, it goes back to the business. An artist gets paid for a stream only after the listener has listened to thirty seconds. So every time you listen to thirty seconds of a song, your artist gets paid whatever fraction of a penny they're getting.
1: Fraction of a fraction of a penny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So artists are. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, many artists are writing shorter songs. With most of the interest right up front, none of these long intros, so yeah. those are gone. And sometimes you get to the hook or the chorus right away in the song,
1: like Tom Petty used to do. But they're doing don't it a lot bore us, get to now. the chorus. Yeah. But yeah, so
0: so these the the stuff is showing up. It's shorter. And also, if you want someone to play something on repeat or listen to your whole album, let's say they got an hour to listen. If they can listen to nine tracks in an hour, you're getting paid for nine streams. But if they can listen to forty tracks in an hour, you're getting paid for forty streams. Right. So. Again, it's not conscious on every artist's part. A lot of artists are just copying what they hear or imitating what they like. And I don't mean imitating in a bad way. That's just what they're listening to, and that's what they're trying to make as art themselves. So this has a lot to do with the economy of the music business. And I'll just throw in one little, uh, one little tidbit. When the CD, the compact disc, was in early development, it was meant to hold 60 minutes of music. It yeah. actually, when it was released, it held 74 minutes. Do you know why? No, because some executive at Sony decided that a CD should be able to contain all of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, oh, wow. which takes seventy-four minutes to perform, and that is why a CD That's is seventy-four, why it was 74 minutes. minutes.
1: Exactly. Okay. Cool. That's it. So was there something on this podcast that you wanted to talk to us about? Did we get something wrong? Do you not agree with some of the stuff that we said? Then you need to email us at podcast at rock-u.fr. Send us your thoughts or send us a voice memo. And maybe if you're lucky, we'll play it on the feedback portion of our podcast whenever we do the feedback part. All right, Rockers, we're back, and we're going to do the one-minute matchup for this episode, and it's the best year in rock, in our opinion. Now, Matt, again, (laughs) dude. You're a sadist for making me do this in one minute. This needs to be I a much this, longer segment. I, I mean, think this one was your idea, too. Not for a one-minute matchup. <laughs> true, this was true. my idea, yeah. but I was like, no, 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 let's do it for the big segment. And you're like, no, 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 let's do it for a one-minute matchup. And I'm like, <laughs> it's oh, gonna be brutal. okay. I just want this on the record. Yeah, yeah you're right. This is going to be ridiculously hard, and I think yeah. you're going to agree with me. Oh, yeah, that. mine's really hard, too. All right, so I've got one minute and... You fire up the, the stopwatch when you're you got ready. it ready to go. All right,
0: here we go. Ready? Three, two one, begin.
1: My year is 1971. The albums that were released that year, Led Zeppelin 4, Who's Next by The Who, Sticky Fingers of the Rolling Stones, Metal, Pink Floyd, At Fillmore East, Almond Brothers, Fragile by Yes, All Things Must Pass, George Harrison, What's Going On, Marvin Gaye, LA Woman, The Doors, Hunky Dory by David Bowie, Pearl by Janis Joplin, Madman Across the Water, Elton John, Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart, Tapestry, Carol King, Master of Reality, Black Sabbath, The Concert for Bangladesh by Various Artists, Imagine by John Lennon, Maggie Brain by Funkadelic, American Pie by Don McLean, Shaft by Isaac Hayes, Aqua Along by Jethro Tell, Joni Mitchell Blue. Okay, dude. ELO's first album was released in the U.S. under the name No Answer because no one from the record company could get anyone from ELO's camp to confirm the name of the record. <laughs> Tommy Iommi detuned his guitar, guitar to D-flat to save his injured fingers while recording Master of Reality, thus creating the signature sound of heavy metal. Sticky Fingers was the first Stones album with the Tongue Out logo. There were first albums from Little Feet, Crazy Horse, Bill Withers, and ZZ Top. First commercial album from Kraftwerk, which was a big deal. Uh, Queen performs their first... Public concert live in London. I'm way over. Not too uh, far. Rick Wakeman played the piano at the start of T Rex's Get It On, the intro to Cat Stevens' Morning is Broken, and the solo on Yes's Roundabout. The first Glastonbury Festival was held with Traffic and David Bowie as the headliners. Ann Wilson joined Hart, and sadly, Dwayne Allman, Louis Armstrong, the satchmo and Jim Morrison all died in 71. And Jim Morrison died here in Paris and is buried at Père Lachaise. And I'm at a minute 25. Minute 25 is not as bad as I thought you might go, and I think I'll probably be at a minute
0: 25 or, or so, at least. At, Although, least. at least? Well, no, no, no. I I'm not going to read notes, my whole list here. I think your list is
1: a <laughs> lot
0: longer than No, mine. but I think I'm just going to do these two parts and All right, okay. save this. so your time starts now. Well, everybody knows my favorite decade in music is the 1980s, and the best year in 1980s music was 1979. <laughs> and... First of all, there was a birth of a lot of great 80s music. Not just cheesy synths, but also thoughtful lyrics, catchy melodies, blended with creative chord structures. But you still had 70s heavy rock and prog rock and arena rock hanging around. You still had disco. You had the birth of punk, all happening at the same time. So here's all albums that came out in 1979. In Through the Outdoor by Led Zeppelin, their last studio album. The Wall by Pink Floyd, the last album with Roger Waters. Quadrophenia by The Who. Uh, you had Van Halen too. You had Highway to Hell By ACDC You had Rust Never Sleeps By Neil Young But you also had Breakfast in America By Supertramp Communicate by Dire Straits Tusk by Fleetwood Mac The Long Run by The Eagles And here we go we're, ch- we're starting to change a bit Bad Girls by Donna Summer We Are Family By Sister Sledge Off the Wall By Michael Jackson His first recording With Quincy Jones Risqué by Chic You also had Eat to the Beat By Blondie London Calling By The Clash Damn the Torpedoes By Tom Petty And The Heartbreakers Candy O by The Cars Regatta de Blanc By The Police Which I mentioned earlier Fear of Music by Talking Heads Armed Forces by Elvis Costello Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division Their first album The Pretenders Their first album The B-52s Their first album Dream Police by Cheap Trick One Step Beyond by Madness Drums and Wires by XTC Manifesto by Roxy Music Prince by Prince His second album actually Look Sharp by Joe Jackson John Cougar by John Cougar Get the Knack by The Knack You had U2 Simple Minds The Cure In Excess Pat Benatar Gary Newman also coming out, All coming off With their first releases That year And I know I'm way over but yeah, here we go
1: 35 so
0: far. at the same time you had Hair the movie coming out you had the death of Sid Vicious you had the first wireless vocal mic used by Kate Bush you had the first digital recording by Stephen Stills the first US tours by The Clash and Dire Straits Eric Clapton ma- marries Patty Boyd which is George Harrison's ex-wife and jams on stage with three living be- with the three Beatles not, uh, not John Lennon and Ginger Baker and Mick Jagger they chant Ozzy Osbourne was fired from Black Sabbath and the Bee Gees tied Bing Crosby Elvis Presley and the Beatles with a record six consecutive number one singles in the US Prince's first hit single Chuck Berry goes to jail and I'll just end with this Rapper's Delight becomes the first rap song on the Billboard Top 40 2 minutes and 14 seconds <laughs> okay I, 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 I beg the court's mercy <laughs>
1: And I the had just red light started. was on for more than <laughs> half of that, buddy. <laughs>
0: uh, Madame Le Pen. Uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and what I didn't get to share was I, I wrote this list of songs that were released as singles. I mean, you can see how long it is. Uh, dude, that's like, it's good. good lord. Yeah, what
1: is just, that? Just... Just check it out. Just check out this list. That's 3 pages and what just, is this? Just 6 point font. Good lord, this is small. <laughs> just
0: just scan that list and tell me that's not an amazing list. No, it is. Because an again, list. you have this crossroads between these multiple styles. Heavy rock, prog rock, uh, disco, you have uh Electronic, punk, you got electro pop music
1: by M. Exactly. On here. Yeah. It's it's My it's, Sharona by The Knack, it, which it's, I thought you were going to throw. I ma- out I mentioned.
0: On that. I mentioned The Knack The Knack yeah. by, get The Knack by The Knack. So Cruel to be kind. And the birth of 80s new wave, which is my favorite. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good stuff. It is good stuff.
1: By the way, guys, this list is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Ridiculous good or ridiculous? You can't believe I put ridiculous this list together. Ridiculous long. <laughs> it <laughs> is ridiculous <laughs> long. You're going to do your thesis on this or what? I couldn't. I could. Your one minute thesis. Can
0: YMCA by the village people in the same year that Sultan's a Swing comes out. I mean, come on. Yeah. And Shadows in the Moonlight by Anne Murray. <laughs>
1: We'll end on that one.
0: Today's episode of Extra Credit The Rock You Podcast is sponsored by our good friends and partners at Big Pebble Records. Big Pebble is your one-stop shop for all Anglophone music creation in Paris. Go check out what they do at www.bigpebblerecords.com, including their first release, the EP Posture, by former Rock U student, Person M.
1: Extra Credit, the Rock U podcast, is a production of Rock U.
0: Expertly engineered and recorded by my good friend Seth Hinckley. And our theme music
1: is written and produced by Tom Walters.
0: Rock you is a non-profit association loi 1901, and we'll see you next time.